Hey guys, hey. <laughs> and I'm here with my man Tony. Oh and, my goodness, and, bro. Uh, as we were coming on, I had little technical difficulties on my scrambling. But that becomes a regular thing. But we <laughs> have an exciting show for you, and we're starting right on time. I'm gonna oh, start right into time. it. Yes, we have a we have a pretty big show. Look, on on this side, you decided to bring me into the land of the animals here. I have like danger here and danger here. And over there you have cool little signs. I just put you in the zoo. Oh, he put me in the zoo. Is that a is that a song? Are you being what? I'm not gonna even go there. Anyway, crazy man. Hey guys, I want to make a challenge to you. Um, uh, my bro here is gonna talk about what we do as a show uh, a little bit and give you a list of things that we do. But while we're doing that, I want to challenge you. Okay, I want to challenge you to share. If you have a cell phone in your hand right now, I'm gonna count to three. One, two, three. Okay. If you have a cell phone in your hand, what I want you to do is to take the show that you're watching right now, and I would love for you to share it with at least five people. Least five people. So we have about 10 people or 15, uh, 12 people that watch it. So we should have over 50 people that are accessing right now the visual of us. So what I'm gonna ask you to do is to take your cell phone, your iPads, and just begin to share right now. Uh, yes, and... Um... What if they don't have an iPhone or an I, I, iPhone? Then you can use just crazy, <laughs> stupid Android. Okay. Uh, 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 hey, while you're doing that, also, uh, where, where, you, where you get a chance, take a look at our BS project. Uh, that's where we go out on the street. We ask people all sorts of questions about, like, what's on the citizenship test and random dumb questions like, you know, uh, how, how many uh, how many feet are in a yard or how many yards are in a feet or something like that. or I don't know. Um, uh, we have... Uh, Campfire Discussions, which usually comes on tomorrow. That's Brandy's show. That's uh, where she basically talks about stuff in more details and better than us. Um, and then we steal from her show. He says that because he wants points. He's married to the host. She's very special. She's very pretty. Special and pretty. And she's also our uh, producer, so she could, like, you know, edge me out of the screen and I'd turn off my mic or something. She would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if you get a chance, visit our website, backwardsbrothers.com. We have all our old shows on there. We have some great merch and a whole bunch of other stuff on there, including the BS Project and some of our random videos that we do. Uh, if you don't have a chance to watch it on online, you can always listen to the podcast because we do a podcast. And you can access it from our, our website, uh, backwardsbrothers.com. But you can listen to it on your uh Apple, if you have to, um, or you can look. You can do it on Spotify. Um, we also have. Uh, don't forget, at the end of every month, we have our guest choice. It's the last Wednesday of every month. Viewers' so choice. You, yep, viewers' choice. If you have anything specifically that you would like us to bring back, a maybe a particular, uh, uh, like a little, little particular guest, <laughs> then uh, we we'll we'll, uh, we'll maybe see if we can get the guest back, or if you have a particular subject you want to talk about, we'll talk about the subject. Yep. Or if you want to see us dance, we'll dance. <laughs> I've well, always tried to dance, get him to, I'll, I'll I was going to say, I've always tried to get him to dance, but he won't. And I was dancing the first time we had the screen on here for our New Year's show. You were. Oh, dance. Our New Year's show, you got to go back and watch it. He was in rare form. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Well, yeah. So that's just a lot of the different things that we uh, we have we do. We have lots of different shows. Always new stuff coming and... And all that. So, yeah. Awesome. And, of course, you, the viewers, are so important to us. And so we want to get the word out. If you're excited and you're really, um, you know, our, our website is active and our, our Facebook page is active, I would encourage you, if you're, you don't have to be from the local area of Oregon, we get people from middle of the country. We get people from the north side, Maine. I've been watching all of you guys. We've been watching you. Lots Down in Alaska, Florida, Alaska. Texas. So all of you engage. I know we're at different time zones, so you're not possibly able to 
to engage in any of our shows, but you can midweek and other places check the BS Project out and everything else. Exactly. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, with your permission, I want to just jump right into it. So if I said no, what would you do? If you say no, <laughs> then I'm going to... If you say no, brother, this is what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> I'm going to have nice. to do my not-so-secret um, out there, like, um, opposition to your... Yeah, my agenda. I'm going to have to present my agenda in, in the first place. That's ridiculous. Speaking of agendas, my goodness, what is up with... What the fuck? What is up with Disney? Disney. Okay, guys, we... Yes. <laughs> Say it. Read it. Read it, brother. So woke, they'll go broke. <laughs> Too many parents are letting the culture teach our kids. Since when does Disney take up this mantle of grooming children with radical sexual propaganda, and now they are choosing to brag about it? Multiple Disney employees admitted to, that their own personal missions was to deluge five to nine-year-olds with as much of their own sexual ideology as possible. As a matter of fact, I was taken back by this lady named LaToya. I'm not going to say her last name, but I'm going to show you in a second a video. It's not LaToya Jackson, y'all. It's LaToya. She boasted about her not-so-secret gay agenda uh, and, and the efforts at adding queerness to children's programming in leaked audio published by investigative journalists. I'm sure you all saw it. If you haven't seen it, I invite you right now to look at this mess. I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like, informative part of my life. But at the same time, like, I worked at small studios most of my career, and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little, like, sus when I started. And, but then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA. Um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the, our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my, like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like, Something must have happened in the last, like, like they're turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that, like, momentum that I felt, like, that sense of, I don't have to be afraid to, like, let's have these two characters kiss. Let's, in the background, like, I was just, wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to, like, to, if you see anything queer in the show. I'm proud of them. But, like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. Like... Like, Disney, like, I have a personal agenda, and, like, Disney uh, should really, really, like, uh, stay in their lane and, like, not get into the, like, uh, personal or the political realm and, like, stay in their lane because they really, this, I feel like, 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 this is a backlash of, like, Ron DeSanchez's bill uh, that's the quote-unquote don't say gay bill. That's really not the don't say gay bill because that's really not what they're talking about, like. So, like, you know... I, all my advice to you, like, is to think critically, like, through this to really figure out what they're actually, like, saying, okay? I rest my case, like. So, with that being said, guys, I'm sorry about my little animation, but usually in speech, they tell us not to say like. You don't say like in speech. You don't go um, and you don't go like. That's ridiculous. Well, you, you know what? Uh, if you ever wanted to wonder what Tony would look like if he is on meth, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey. 
I learned it by watching her. Okay, I learned I, it by watching maybe, maybe her. Maybe that's what the problem was. That's what the problem was, right? Oh, no, man, brother, I mean, what do you have to say in the way in on this crap? Uh, you think you said enough of it? It's crap. It's honestly crap. I mean, it's it, Disney is there to make entertainment. They're there to make movies. You know, do the special place to go to parks. They are not there to try to impose an agenda on somebody. It's yeah. kids. Leave the damn kids alone. Let them be kids and deal with it later. But no, they want to impose their agenda on them now because they know that it's they, they can brainwash these kids. And they're so young. That's why they're pushing so hard now because they're trying to convert them into what they want. And that's just it's imposing on the parents. And it's imposing on the kids. And it's just it's just imposing. Well. Look, guys, it's imposing. And so let me talk about this. I'm going to read you one last thing, and then we're going to get to audience participation stuff because I want you guys to have a last word on this subject. So it says, as a company whose primary customers are parents and their children turning against Disney's own audience for supposedly political <laughs> gain makes no sense. Yet, in opposition, Florida's bill that supports parents and protects children from sexualization. That is exactly what Disney has done. Yes, and uh, by the way, bring that back up real quick. <laughs> Disney has edited its movies for the woke left. <laughs> that's confusing to me. It's confusing to me. I, I just think it was, that's actually, whoever did that did a pretty good job. Of so, yeah, at the beginning knowledge. of the show, we talk about the ridiculous, and I'm not trying to minimize this. I'm, it really is, it's, it's really big, guys, and... Uh, it's something that, obviously, I know you guys have a lot to say about it. So, take it away, brother. What do they have to say? Um, so, the first thing he says is, uh, how's the chair that was defective and broke? Oh, my well, God. We have new chairs. So, that answers your question. Uh, I would pay to see Joel dance. Hey, you know what? You know, I'll tell you what. Uh, I will take you up on that. I will, I, will, I will dance, and I will put it on our Patreon. You subscribe to the Patreon, and I'll have it up there in a couple days. Read the other one. Read the next um, one. Uh, the Hokey Pokey. The Hokey Pokey. I will totally do the Hokey Pokey. And you turn yourself on around. A, on, a pay, on the Patreon. <laughs> That's not cool. So sad what our world has come to. The love... The, uh, the, LOL. Love the arm flailing Tony. You only get it once. Okay, twice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our ridiculous. I mean, I guess we have something next from you. Yeah, we have some breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Hunter Biden is still a screw-up. <laughs> and this time, he's uh, it's actually uh, evident. There's is evidence. that old news? Uh, no. Oh, okay. It's old news. It's new news. No, the still a screw-up is the breaking news. The old news is that he was a screw-up before. Didn't, uh, didn't, sis told me that Obama was there. Uh, Obama, at the White House this week. He was at the White House, but that, 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 I'm talking about Hunter Biden, not Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a massive screw-up. Okay. He makes Hunter Biden look like a good guy. Tell me about Hunter. Um, Hunter Biden, uh, besides when he's not doing uh, shady Ukraine deals or dealing with China and Russia and for billions of dollars and all type of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, or smoking crack or doing drugs and heroin things. Uh -huh. um, he's looking up, you know, nasty, nasty porn, spending ten to $20,000 in strip clubs and things like that, and then recording it all. Including all of his uh, communications with China and Ukraine and everything on his family and all that type of stuff, all on this laptop. So he get uh, as you, those who don't know about the Hunter Biden laptop, basically he had some issues with it. I think he got like some uh, some uh, from old porn that he's been watching. He got viruses or something. Took it in to get it fixed at a local uh, local um, uh, computer repair place, and then never went to pick it back up. Mm. And so from there it kind of progressed its way up and. 
uh, was turned over to, because of what was on there, was turned over to the uh, FBI. And shockingly, in a just recently uh, uh, interview from the, uh, during the, um, they were being interviewed by some congressmen to the assistant director of the FBI and said, hey, where's the Hunter Biden laptop? Well, I don't know. So you lost Hunter Biden laptop? Well, I don't know. It's, you had it three years ago. How do you not know where it's at? You're, you, the, he's in charge of the cyber crimes part of the division. You'd think that would be the portion of the laptop. It, this is a laptop that could potentially put bring risk to the first family and to potentially our country because of what's going on because that's the president and could put the president in jeopardy of potentially having, you know, being blackmailed and everything else. And they suddenly don't know what the laptop is? <laughs> Shocking! <laughs> the FBI can't do its job anymore. They're actually incompetent. Um, so, but, uh, you know, it's the best thing. The good thing we have some a few good leaders up there in, in Congress. Mm-hmm. Not many. Most of them are just need to go away. Yeah. But we're going to talk about some, maybe someone here to replace one of those uh, leaders and bring some common sense back to that. But um, before you go there, but before you go there, you, oh, you finish your story because I have something to say after that. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that uh, the, uh, the congressman... Uh, shockingly, he he had a copy of the of the uh, the drive, and he goes, "I'd like to submit this into evidence." Hmm. He had a copy of the Hunter Biden uh, laptop drive, and he wanted to submit it to the evidence. And it was a unanimous unanimous decision said yes, except for can you guess the one person that said, "No, I'm not okay with that." Only guess. Uh, who, who, who's who's usually the, the leading chair of all these committees? Hmm. Not 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 Nancy Pelosi. I was going to say Nancy. What, what's the, what's the, ne- the next more on the list? Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Schumer. Schumer. I was wondering. Yes. Anyways, but he, he Chuck said, Schumer. He, he said, oh, Mr. Glasses Man. Yes. Yeah, he said, yes. he said, oh, no, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. And he said, I, 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 I object. He was the only one who objected to everybody else on the panel. Mm-hmm. They, they said the unanimous, yeah, this submitted evidence and get this on record here. And he objected. Gosh. Uh, and so it's shocking that he doesn't want information to come out that's, that's obviously going to be show some truth to the people. He doesn't like transparency and accountability. So Of course. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the, some of the updates on it. Is they, they, supposedly the government doesn't know where it's at, but our, some of our leadership was smart enough to take copies of it. So There's always copies. And it, you know, they're, they're registered and tracked copies, so that yeah. they, they can't be entered into evidence. But unfortunately, you know, one person supposedly somehow can stop a whole panel of people. I don't know how that happens. So since I'm into characters today, I feel like I'm really into characters. All I have to say is this is Biden, okay? Not only is he the, come on, man, but this is also Biden slash Will Smith. Keep Hunter Biden's effing name out of your mouth. Oh, you, I said, you keep, Hunter, keep Hunter Biden's effing name out of your mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... So uh, here's the thing, by the way. I don't know if you guys recently saw I think our guests will be scared. (laughs) (laughs) Just recently, if you saw uh, uh, Joe Biden has now become, like, mocked by the world. They won't even even talk to him in the White House. Wow. Wow. uh, I know we got some comments here, but they haven't caught up with my my tablet yet. (laughs) Okay, let me see if I can find him for you. (laughs) Glad you guys are commenting. That means you shared. I'm waiting for the update. (laughs) Oh, it says uh, it. Uh, oh, it's okay. Oh, there you go. You got it. Uh, they ha- they have had this laptop for over five hundred days. Ah, uh, Tony's. Oh, oh I-, I got the problem. Over five hundred. Uh, you know, it was five hundred days, but I just realized it was actually Nadler, not Chuck Schumer. Nadler. I apologize. I got the name wrong. Oh, that's, that's why we have a producer. Tony's <laughs> hand and arm flailing looked like Nancy Pelosi's. <laughs> That's because, that's because she is on that. No, 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 guys. This is Nancy's Pelosi's interpretation. This 
for it. Hey, hey, no, you, 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 you I'm gotta, a seal. Yeah, just. <laughs> I can't do it like you can. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> no, that's Chuck Schumer. No, 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 that's not Chuck Schumer. Uh, she, she has her dentures. Remember? That's Nancy right. Nancy dentures, and she like almost spit them out when she gets really, really gets really angry. She almost spits them out. Hey, but they're expensive dentures, <laughs> and she can afford them. Uh, okay. Chairman is Nadler. Nadler is the is the one. Yeah, uh, thanks guys. I appreciate yeah. that. Joel, what would happen if you lost your M four as a soldier? Uh, I would be court martialed. Hmm. I think that was a reason why they asked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, go ahead, take that. One. Yep, yep. Uh, I I think very much that that the person should be held accountable. If they can't produce that laptop, I think anybody who is in that chain chain there should have an immediate pink slip and 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 be held uh, criminally liable for it because that is. That is either destruction or incompetence with evidence, and somewhere along the line, it's got to be criminal. Absolutely. Um, I think it was Jerry Nadler, and it did wind up getting uh, into the record. Oh, it did it? Okay. I, last I saw, it didn't. So uh, you can go see it in the congressional record. So they may they may have overturned that after I after I got him watching it. So. Yep. And last but not least, okay, we will bring in our guest now, brother. <laughs> they want to see the guest. Okay, but before we go to the guest, uh, we have we have a. Uh, you know, we have to thank our sponsors who basically help make this possible. And, and um, you know, they, one of the things they do is if you change the camera angle, I can give you an example of one of our sponsors right behind me. Mm. Right behind me. <laughs> this sign right here was made by one of our sponsors. I'm going wrong with it. This sign right here was made right, right here by one of our sponsors. Um, they make excellent, amazing signs, Whitney signs. They make great stuff, banners, everything else. They actually um, have a bunch of signs around town. They, they, make, uh, they go all over the place. They have a, mo- a mobile sign shop. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. And they are local Estacada, Oregon mm-hmm. um, uh, business. But I hope, and I said it last week, they get to do business all across, across the country. So uh, yeah, they, I'm sure they would be great for them to be able to travel. They wouldn't mind getting getting paid to travel and yeah, enjoy that part. So uh, go take a look what uh, what we got here for them. The last screen when it pops back up, it always gets me. And I'm the one who made the commercial. It was good that you made it. Yeah, yeah. We actually, yeah. Uh, we Do you have a business? Yeah. Yes. We it's called Backwards Brothers Production. Okay, that's our business. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> we we actually we actually make we actually make commercials and stuff and show them on our show. So if you're a business mm. and you'd like to have a commercial made, please let us know. You can reach out to us at Backwards Brothers LLC or Joel at backwardsbrothers.com. As if you don't have like a lot of other things. Anyways, I'll let you. It's a business. It's what I do. He does a lot. I y'all. want a lot of those things. He to do. does a lot, and it always turns to gold. So there it is. Uh, I wouldn't say always, but it depends. Depends who you're asking. I was trying to give you a plug. Oh yes, yeah. I'm amazing, and everything I do works out. Wow, we have a guest that we need to have room for. <laughs> yes, and that means you need to... my head's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, hey guys, speaking of our guest, uh, we Can't currently wait. have. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can butcher his name. Ibra Tahar Tahir? Ibra Tahir. I'm, I'm, he's probably gonna, he's gonna correct me. us. He's, he's gonna come on and correct me. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's going to. I I am horrible at that. So That's why I, I apologize, Ibra. Um, anyway, so uh, Ibra, uh, um, he is a he is an amazing guy running for the U.S. Senate. Um, and yes. he is a philosopher. He is a 
Uh, he also is a very funny guy once you get him going. Um, we were joking with him before the show here. But he had something that he had stated on his website, and I want to, I want to read that real quick. It says, Understanding that our democracy has been hijacked, the will of we the, uh, we the people is no longer represented by, uh, and the level of corruption that is being maintained is unprecedented. I believe that we are all responsible to restore our democracy, defend our constitution, defend our constitutional rights, and fight for uh, and fight authoritarianism. Um, that just gives you a quick idea about about where he stands with it. He's about we the people. He's not about having authoritarianism, um, and he just he he wants to bring some common sense back to the to leaders and accountability and transparency. But I'm not going to speak for him. I'm going to let him speak for himself when he comes on the show here. Take a quick minute. Do you have, do you have anything you want to say before we go to the video? You know what? One thing is he says uh, uh, he's who he is, and I say be who you are, and he goes he's sarcastic. So see if you can catch the sarcasm, okay? All right. <laughs> okay, check us out about who he is here. My name is Ibrater. I am father, a husband, a philosopher, and a peace activist. I've been married for 14 years, despite my young age. I have three wonderful kids. I earned my degrees in philosophy. And I worked as a philosophy teacher for four years, teaching philosophy and critical thinking. Now I decided to be independent and self-reliant. So I invested my money in the real estate market, flipping houses and doing uh, various sorts of investments. I'm also an independent thinker. When I face any problem or any issue, I ask for the evidence, for the argument behind it, and analyze it to provide solutions for our society and community. Being an independent thinker reflected on my political views. I've been independent politically my entire life until I decided to get involved in our politics and participate in solving our problems. I was a third party's candidate in 2020, advocating for three main issues and an interventionist foreign policy, which is built on peace, respecting sovereignty, respecting our constitution and cooperation instead of aggression and putting our troops in harm's way. Unfortunately, DC politics is not built on that philosophy and I believe it's time to change that. The second issue, decentralization in our politics and our economy. It shouldn't be the case that what happens in Wall Street and the stock markets affects our people in rural communities. It shouldn't be the case that most of our money goes out of our states. And with that comes a huge caveat. Those people who control the money can control politicians. So decentralizing the economy not only will decentralize the political power, but also will stabilize our society our culture, our jobs, our communities. All of that can result from decentralizing the economy. The third issue was combating corruption in our politics, preventing big money from influencing our politicians, lobbyists, 
the ruling class and the elitists and their agendas and restore that voice of the people. We have to get to that time when our representative truly represented us and also restore the integrity to our election. This is not a partisan issue. This is an issue that every American should care about. It's our election, it's our voices, our representation, our right to be part of our government. This is what the election is about. So we have to have that integrity. But all of that has changed in March 2020, when the globalists and our corrupt politicians and media announced the COVID war on all of us, on humanity. It is a war because the Constitution has been suspended. Our rights, our basic rights are being eroded. Our movement is being limited. Our societies are now being segregated. Our law enforcement are enforcing laws that contradict our Constitution. Our judicial system has been suspended. And now, if there is nothing in my campaign except this issue, the COVID war, it would be more than enough because this war is only the beginning of a system that will enslave all of us and subjugate humanity to authoritarianism and tyranny, where democracy is irrelevant, our human rights mean nothing to the establishment. We have to stop that. I've been fighting since the second week of the lockdown, talking about the agendas of COVID-19 that is now is being evolved to include things like the climate agenda, the UN 2030 agenda, the racial state agenda. This is a war that will erode our right of free speech and dissent. We already seen the Biden administration and Democrats announcing that opposing COVID measures, questioning the authority, regarding COVID measures and the main narrative can now be classified as domestic terrorism. We cannot allow that to continue. We cannot allow that to happen. So join me. Join me in this fight for freedom and liberty. All right, just be advised that unless you have your vaccination cards, all right, you cannot Welcome, Ira. Hey, Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, you so much. It's our pleasure. Can, I want to read you a quote and then I'm going to let you talk. But that video just, I, and I think our producer even said it shows your heart. It really does show your heart. You said, I am, and this is on his website, off his website, I am devoted to spreading peace to the world. The issues of liberty, wars, and anti-globalism are, sadly, not a priority for many human rights activists. If the rights to life, dignity, free speech, and freedom are not protected, then what's the point of protecting other rights. 
I thought that was very uh, telling of your heart. Yeah, that speaks to um, people's priorities when they prioritize something. Now, I'm an activist, so what should I be an activist about? Should I pick something that is um, really um, have less value and leave the big issues and claim to be an activist and feel good about myself? Mm-hmm. So this point was speaking to that. So what's the point of having other values being protected without protecting our dignity? Mm-hmm. So people, when they when they think about uh, liberty, they need to think about one word. What is the opposite of not having liberty? Mm-hmm. It's not having dignity, actually. Mm-hmm. Not freedom, no. Dignity. 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 Well, I mean, it, I think you said the point is, you know, what's the point of having the freedoms if you, if you sell your soul to get to them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, let me start real quick. Where should I look? <laughs> you know what? You can look at, you can watch you yourself. Can watch you yourself. There, there, up, there. Yeah. Right. You know what? Just pan the crowd. Just pan the crowd. It's both of us crowding you, know, you out. Maybe, yeah, I would look at you, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, Joel, right. you have a first question anyway. So, but sure, go for it, Joel. I have some, uh, I have plenty of questions. Yeah. Well, real quick, let me just read something from our from our guest. It says, "Yeah, every time he sees the sign back here, so I see the COVID six six six. Every time I see the license plate." <laughs> Oh, COVID six six six. Um. Also, someone said his video is very touching. Yeah. And our our, our one another one of our viewers says hello, Ibra. Oh, hello. <laughs> well, I guess the first one said your video is very touching. What inspired your video? So you know that was like uh like my campaign kickoff uh, ad. I don't know what they call it, but when you announce your candidacy, you have to have like a um, a video mm-hmm. and, and a statement. So now you want to tell the people who you are. And why why are you running? What are the issues that really um, you care about? And uh, as I said in that video, um, I had like three issues from before, which is localizing the economy, localizing the monetary system, uh, and then interventionist foreign policy, mm-hmm. and the COVID war. I call it the COVID war mm-hmm. because when people start realizing what actually happened in 2020 and 2021 and what is being uh, achieved by um, these legislations that have been passed they understand it's a war it's a design it was a coup on our freedoms yeah so. it is a coup and people when they really asked me about um using that word a war um they think as if i'm exaggerating it actually if I have a stronger word, I would I would use it because what is happening, it's really worse than just war. Um, they're attacking you without knowing that you're being attacked. This is um, a very, very, I think, heinous more than wars. Yeah. What you said, and I quote, you said, the COVID war, the, uh, the Constitution has been eroded. And you said in quotes, it's only the beginning uh, of a long-term agenda. Yeah, so when we ask why, uh, actually, I struggled with that question. Why the government is lying about COVID? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen my article from the eighth day of the lockdown. No. You didn't see it? No, I mean, we, we haven't got a chance to see that one. I love the way you said that, though. It's everywhere. You didn't see it? What planet <laughs> are you from? I love so that. In, in 2020... <laughs> We're still here. So <laughs> let me explain it. Yeah, in 2020, please. you know... Um, the um, the emergency the declaration of emergency nationally was uh, declared on the 13th of March by Trump mm-hmm. 
and in Oregon by Kate Brown on the 16th. Mm-hmm. And she said, we need to lock down. Mm-hmm. At that point, uh, no politician, no candidate, no elected official was willing to stand up for us. No one. And uh, I was a candidate at that point when for uh, with the third parties uh, here in Oregon, leftist parties, by the way, um, but on the same platform. On the eighth day of the lockdown, at that point, I accumulated enough um, resources, enough uh, scientific uh, studies and papers to be certain that the government was lying. This is why I published my article on the eighth day of the lockdown. I called it COVID-19, a pretext for authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. At that point, that the, the, that point, again, no one was willing to stand up for us. No one. Yeah, except maybe two or three people in, in politics. One of them is Thomas Massey mm-hmm. uh, of Kentucky. He stood up for us. But in Oregon, to my knowledge, I was the only one who, was, who stood up. Yeah, I got attacked. I got all of these things. I, I'm a philosopher, so usually I analyze what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I expected to see that um, heat from the people, death wishes, all of these things. My gun on me now all the time because I called police twice mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, people go crazy. But anyhow, I did it. And they said, uh, what kind of leader would I be if I don't speak out? Okay. At that critical moment. Mm-hmm. I did that. I think if we want to talk about my campaign, three people in this race were elected officials at that time in my race. But uh, yeah, have you heard them saying anything? Uh, I was a candidate, but they were elected officials. Anyhow, so this is what uh, we were uh, talking about. Now, why are we talking about this? Well, one because you know you you well you mentioned you good information COVID yeah you mentioned oh yeah the war the war COVID. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so, so yeah so uh, now the point I like the rule of that is what did I was, what was I saying you my know, point that's us every week but go ahead yeah <laughs> so my I'm point the only one oh <laughs> yeah when you when you talked about genders yes this, this agenda the, the yes key, this mm-hmm. the key word. Now, when I published that article on the eighth day of the lockdown, I struggled um, to figure out why are they lying. Mm-hmm. Yes, I proved that they were lying, but now why? So I couldn't think of anything. When they, when the government destroys the economy intentionally and by design, mm-hmm. uh, when it destroys the, the stock market that needs to inflate the currency to do that, when uh, when the ramification of destroying the economy are global, not just in the country. And, you know, all of these oligarchs uh, would not approve that unless there's a benefit for them, which is unprecedented. I mean, it's uh, it's a big deal. It's happening globally. So what's the purpose of lying? Mm-hmm. Such a lie. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agenda. think of anything except um, uh, advancing authoritarianism. Uh, at that point, there is no talks about the uh, fourth industrial revolution, um, the Great Reset. All of these discussions were not uh, out uh, in the open. Well, history would show us that the time when people are most likely to surrender their freedoms is in the time of a, an emergency or panic. Mm-hmm. They're willing to, to keep themselves safe 
is when they're most likely to surrender their freedoms. They did it in the Romans. They did it back in the Egyptians. They did it back in Germany. I mean, it's that's there's historical preferences to do it. So when a when a an event was created, those authoritarian or totalitarianism style title leaders saw it to see fit to seize that, <laughs> and so that that, that is it, it makes sense. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you heard about the parasite stress theory? The what? The parasite stress theory. The parasite stress theory. Um, actually, so you know, you talked about the history of it, mm-hmm. uh, how people would be willing to to, to go to authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. So for the, for their own for their own for their own protection. Good. Yeah, good yes. and protection. You know, and par- if I were to break it down, ther- uh, parasite. Okay, an illness. Stress comes with sickness. Theory. I, 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 if I were to it's pit and parcel like those, a, and it's a scientific term of it. Yeah. But anyhow, what they have, um, it, it was psychologists. Um, That's what I thought. Doing some experiment. Yeah. And what they found that um, these parasites and they reflected that to humans too, that the these these people, when they are subjected to a specific threat. Even if it's a fictional, um, imaginable threat, not a real one. Yeah, yes. yeah. If they, if you manage to scare them about something, exactly. then they'll be willing to submit to authoritarianism. The, the theory, and that's what you're saying. Example: If you if you describe the symptoms, it's the same thing as it's a hypochondriac almost. There you go. You describe, the, you describe the symptoms of an illness. Mm-hmm. And if it's a hypochondriac or you, you match them close enough to what someone might potentially mm-hmm. have on a normal basis and say, this is what this is, then they're more likely to believe they got it. Well, so. and, and, and being a therapist and uh, myself, stress can mask itself as a sickness. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. Suggestion, maybe? Yeah, yes. well, so, um, in some cases, I mean, I, don't know, I hate to sound I, I would like to theorist, inject but... one information here okay. about um, COVID and stress. So I, I was telling people on I think on March eighteenth on that uh, on that day I was talking to a friend. I said we have to stop this madness now before it's too late because I was thinking about uh, the panic. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about panic. not only the panic. Uh, people when they adopt a new concept, a new theory, there's like a, a, a probably thirty days to forty days of um, conceptualizing it, um, testing it, uh, evaluating it, uh, even habits. Um, but then after that, it becomes um, part of the person that concept, part of the you you gonna get. It's like stick to it, mm-hmm. uh, very stuck to it. It's, you're not gonna be able to change it unless you have determination to change it. So it becomes a very strong habit. If people, their habits became really um, very submissive to the government authoritarianism, and they get used to it after thirty days and forty days, it will be very difficult to change them. It will become like a cult, right? Yeah, it take, it's easier to make a habit than break a habit, mm-hmm. and especially when you can start to raise a culture that's coming into learning, and you begin to raise them under that habit, that becomes a norm for them. They don't know to break out of it. So the longer that goes on, the more destructive it is. Let me, Perfect let, me read, let me read a couple of comments from our, from our guests real quick. Uh, thank goodness there are still honest, intelligent people in the world. 
thank you. That's oh, thank you. We need your vote. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, I would like to know his qualifications to be a senator. Does he know American history? No, no, not not that much. I know the history of the um our our history, in regards to specific things, social um history, because he was interested in knowing the social structure of the country, uh, and also what what relates to the constitution. Um, law and culture. This was my interest. I got what I needed from them, and that was it. So history is good to learn from it, and I got what I wanted to learn from it. I think those are some key things when it comes to being a senator. Yeah, senator, key things so. only. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to read the next comment? Go ahead. Go ahead. I have the next one coming. All right. Up. Uh, good point. None of the people that were actually elected officials stood up for us, uh, but he, as a candidate, did despite being attacked for it. Good for him. Okay, and here's a question for you about the Second Amendment. What about our chi well? First, what about our children in schools? Gun issues. Are you pro guns? So, people ask me now. I, I was running with um, a lefty parties in 2020, but at that point, when at that time when they asked me about the Second Amendment, I said strongly agree with it because the Second Amendment is tries tries to shield to create that shield for the people against the government. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. To create that power, equal power to the government. So the government does not really cross it, their lines. Like does not cross its lines. Yeah. What this is the idea. And uh, if I ask anyone, who would not support this idea? So now when we talk about uh, guns, it is a prerequisite for that militia, that force, that... Uh, is equal um, and counter to, to the government. So we need guns for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a need. Now, my issue from before to this day is what kind of restrictions uh, can we allow on the Second Amendment? Now, this is the question. And whenever I think about these restrictions, I thought um, four years ago that... Um, High-capacity magazines is a bad idea. It allows um, mass killings. But at the end, it didn't make any sense because uh, some people can do that with a handgun, with the ten, ten, ten well, rounds of yeah, a handgun. I was umpire yeah. service military, and you, with enough training, you could fire fast, faster than, a, <clears throat> than an untrained person with a high-capacity magazine. Yeah, so I'm telling you that I, I learned that um, this argument is even is not good, uh, not not really good to restrict these people because when we talk about second amendment we're talking about our right as humans mm -hmm. forget about the government forget about the constitution me as a human i have right to do anything i want mm -hmm. uh, this is the principle of liberty right mm -hmm. but the constitution acknowledged that right this is why we care about the constitution now if we want to restrict that right um, we are infringing in it. We have, we better have like a good reason to do that. Now the high capacity magazines are just not a good argument. And now the safety classes, the background checks, this is coming into the place. The red flags uh, laws, um, the open carry, uh, constitutional carry things, mm -hmm. all of these things. In my opinion, if we don't have a strong argument really a strong argument that taking such putting such restriction on the guns 
will definitely will definitely protect such and such incidents from happening from such and such uh, categories of from um, being affected by the gun violence if we cannot have that definitive argument then we have no right of stripping anyone's else right yeah you know we're having this discussion on the hills of the sacramento shooting uh, that happened outside the nightclub at 2 a.m which was actually they they now say it's gang on gang violence mm -hmm. um, and so it's it, it and they were done i believe with uh, automatics um, and, and so every time, heaven forbid, there's a terrible mass shooting, we always go back to regulations, regulations, regulations. And I just, you're right. It, it... Well, they like these um, incidents, the government. Actually, Even they like exaggerating them too. Yeah. A comment right here that actually plays right into that. It mm -hmm. says, don't let any disaster go to waste. The Democrat Party really took the... the the, the took to the next level the COVID nineteen it became a worldwide agenda. But that first part is don't let any disaster go to waste. And so many politicians yes. have to capitalize on things like mass killings. Yes. Their well, agenda. I'd like to to stop on that uh, that yeah. comment. Did he say Democrat? I said yes. Yeah, so don't let any. Just any... tell him that in twenty twenty that the the, the Senate was controlled <laughs> by Republicans and it was a Republican president and all of the governors or all of the republican governors treated their people as subject except one republican governor santos no really no it was uh naomi uh christy naum out of huh. south dakota only one so when we talk about really this issue authoritarianism um it is not a partisan thing Look at the laws that they passed together, all of them in 2020. When we when you talk about destroying the economy, destroy impoverishing the people, actually, we're talking about uh, by design. Because if you read the bills and know what's going to happen, it is a by design. Why would they do that? And all of them are voting for these bills. Are we? Do we care really about fixing our problems or being against such and such party? Hmm. I, I get that it's a big yeah. part, and I, I I believe very much so that there there are Republican uh, leaders out there that are more partisan or more worried about their own careers and making the right choices. But I don't know if I can agree that everyone's in there. But yeah, the but that, that's correct. In twenty twenty, didn't didn't the Democratic Party control the the Senate and we control the House? No, they controlled the House and we controlled the Senate. Did I get it backwards? But, oh, that's right. That's yes. what I Sorry. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. But we had a supermajority in uh, um, in uh, 2018. Yeah. Well, you know From what? From 16 to 18. Yeah, okay. That's we should continue this conversation, but we got to stop for food. I yeah. mean, you know, I love food. Uh, what's your favorite type of food? No, well, nothing. Not now. I don't, not pizza? No. You don't, have, you don't like pizza? Well, we love well, pizza. I love pizza, but trying to lose weight, trying to be professional now, a lot of photos and videos, so don't ruin it for me. Well, you it's know what? only six months. No problem. I know you're trying to lose weight, but I'm not, and I was trying to set us up for a little bit of a commercial. Yeah. So <laughs> I was trying to hit to him. <laughs> so, hey, we're going to just take a pause real fast, and you guys, if you're local Estacadians, if you're from Sandy, if you're from Alala, you're going to just stop right here in Estacada and go to Hitching Post Pizza. Wonderful pizza. People. Valerie, we had her on the show. Actually, she was our guest last week as Viewer's Choice, and she is just a firecracker. And I tell you what, she's a person of excellence, and her pizza and her service at her restaurant matches that. You're going to get a taste of that right now, so watch this.
<laughs> hey guys, I really hope you pizza sounds good, man. I need, mm. I need to get myself a slice now. I know she right? brought us pizza last week. She did. It was so good. It was mm good. So stop. You know, it. I, we don't know. Can I, I tell you something about pizzas? Yes, and yes. my wife. Oh, really? Yeah. What you got? So sometimes, you know, as a family, there's like a sad event happening or something, and both of you are sad. Uh, let's say my job didn't go well. Something happened that both of us are sad about it. I usually tell my wife, okay, let's go get the pizza for that. Uh-huh. And then if we are super happy about anything, <laughs> I also tell my wife, let's go get a pizza for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this pizza. is true, by the way. He really pizza does is, like pizza. Pizza is it's therapeutic. Kind of food, it's know? therapeutic. Yes, it is. Comfort food. It makes you happy or it makes happier. You ha- it makes your wife happy, right? Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> you know, as FDR said, the only thing we, we have to fear is fear itself. Its population and fear can need to be controlled. Mm. We have some, some smart, some smart, uh, some really smart well, people. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to. Play as the host and gonna ask you now. Okay. Um, you know about the fear only, the fear aspect. Mm-hmm. So COVID played uh, played out through differently between demogra- demographics and cultures, mm-hmm. and we saw that uh, there's specific ideologies were very susceptible to fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about liberals. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that? Why they, they were susceptible to fear? Why they still are susceptible to fear? Uh, this is n- I don't have a concrete you answer go first. to that, I, but I would like I to hear people. Have a theory. I have some concepts. One is I think it's their their information sources. They what well, they depend on them, and so that's that's part of it feeds into their thought process in their psyche is by where they get their information from. A lot of that side tends to get a lot of their information from mainstream media. Um, second piece is they are very dependent upon. Uh, lot, oh, this isn't, of course, all across the board. This is just a generalized. That, that, a lot of them tend to be more uh, dependent on social services and larger government and, and kind of depend on that. So when the government's pushing a specific thing, they're more likely to listen to what they say. I need to stop you real fast Go there. Ahead. I agree. That was my point. But keep going. Ah, I I just, you stole it. Well, That's all I have to say. We're on the same but, mindset but, here. But I want to tell you, I want to speak a little bit more deeper into that. Well, so, yeah. you go, go, no, go, you go, go, go first. Go with it. Yeah, go with it. Well, well I'll, I'll steal your idea. Cultures. Uh, I'm speaking to the uh, black American culture. Uh, speaking of dependency, there's a large dependency on, the, uh, uh, um, and, and it's a setup, I feel like, by the Democratic Party to make uh, the black American culture dependent on them. Okay, we're, we're, we, will, we will supply you with X, Y, and Z. So it's easy to do that. It's easy to follow um, the money of the people that have the money um, when you don't have it. Well, my question was not Is that, where you're... that I was talking about the culture, why liberal well, are that's more susceptible saying. to yeah. fear. So I'm talking about psychology here. Oh, you're, going oh, you're talking about psychology? Yeah, so why are you well, susceptible still, to fear? Still, still because, Big Brother's going to take care of you. Because you don't have a gun? It, it, no, no, no. no. Okay, no, fear. No. Fear, fear works this way. I used to call fear false evidence appearing real. Okay, so you can present if I'm big brother and I'm saying the sky is falling and you're little brother and you're dependent on me, codependent or dependent on me, I'm going to believe everything. And yeah, I'm gonna so, so this is crucial. Now, we should ask, why are you dependent on me? Well, that's a learned behavior. Uh, exactly. Why did you go there? Because many people was, were exposed to the same behavior, but some of them 
did not buy it, and some of them did. So let me ah, ask you this. Let okay. me ask you this. I, I think ideology as a liberalism and conservatism played a huge role in that uh, um, uh, COVID. So many people, when you talk about social, uh, I, I mean, mainstream media, even conservatives, even Republicans, they don't pay attention to the uh, truths uh, all the time, and they are susceptible to uh, social, uh, I mean, mainstream media lies. Mm -hmm. But now, why with COVID, they did not really buy into it? I think they did it first. Uh, you mean, uh, you at mean first, from like the, from the, the beginning? Yes. There was like that suspicion, uh, nobody knew about it. But then, after six months, they they said it's just fear, and they, you you've seen like a lot of campaigns uh, saying it's fear, not a sheep, and all of these I, things. I think, right? Well, you see, you saw that actually progress. It started with a smaller group and progressed, and progressed, and progressed. Because I I think if a fear a fear base only goes so long as long as you can continue to suppress that fear into them. But you, you can only basically take one lie so far when you don't because well, a lie is a lie. And I, I always come to think, I, I, this is my saying I always have, is that truth is simple. And facts are simple. Because a fact's a fact, no matter what you look at it, it's always going to be the same. No matter what angle you look at it, no matter how you approach it, a fact is always the same. The truth is the same way. No matter which way you look at it, subjectively or anything else, it's always the truth. It's always the same. It does not change. That's what makes it a truth. The only thing that's complicated is lies. Because... They're subjective. They change upon the way you look at them or you approach them. So as COVID suddenly became a lot more complicated, the lie began to expose itself and unravel. And because of the truth, they had to change and adjust it as they went. Then the story started falling apart as they get further into it because the lies had to grow more complicated as you go. Well, I would so like I to jump in why. now. I think but it's more compound. I would like to jump in now. Yeah. And you can comment on my comment well, yeah, uh, if you don't want to uh, move on to something else. But Ooh, this is good. I think... I think, I think, I, I have more just like, just think, I believe to a degree that the difference between um, the two ideologies, um, that value system that liberals have, uh -huh. I do, the, the value system that the conservatives have, mm -hmm. and the liberals lack. Mm -hmm. That value system shape our psyches, shape our psychology. That value system, when it was destroyed in the 1960s and 70s, it created generations that are psycholog psychologically unfit, um, susceptible to many things, including fear. This is my theory. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I, I gave you big words, um, deeper meaning. It, it, no, this, it's great. Yeah, but this is my theory. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking up Google, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something I actually heard our producer kind of quietly say to herself, but I picked it up when she said it. And um, she actually said that uh, a majority of conservatives actually have a uh, foundation in Christ. And, and the Christian values mm -hmm. and that's a lot of the Christian values tend to line up with that whereas it's not always the case on the left hand side but a majority of them tend to be more free thinkers and you know they, they believe in other other religions and so their values tend to follow with less of the same conservative values and I think that, that there's a grounding in those values that come from a Christian faith and 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 that's I think way it gives them a sense of a more foundation a more of a rock more for a sense of comfort in times like those versus those who are more free thinking and don't have those foundational values. Basically. Yeah, so many religions provide the same values that I'm talking about when I said 
value system. Mm-hmm. Most of the actually most of the religions, um, the most the famous ones, the popular ones, they have the same foundational values behind it, almost the same. Okay. When people start like, let's call it just like exiting that value system. Let's call it that way. Just exiting that value system in the 1960s and 70s. Then there is a void for the value system. There is no value system. But we have a nature as humans to adopt a new system. We have to. Mm-hmm. And uh, then if you don't have a solid system. I, I'm religious. Yeah. So I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say, if you don't have that value system, a solid value system, then you're not going to know what to do with your life, with your values. You're not going to know how to shape your life. If you don't, some people are not religious, but they adapt the same value system. And you can see them different than uh, the liberals, uh, very liberal liberals. Yeah, so with value system and with a strong value system, of faith, it makes you more resilient. Most likely. I, th- I think you, th- you took mine and you took it to, I think, a better step further than what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. This is value system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of comments here from some uh, from some people. I want to make sure we get to them. Uh, there are three classifications of people. You have the sheep, which will uh, all herd together to stay safe from the wolf, who will try to uh, uh, stay safe from the wolf, who will try and take the, the sheep at their most vulnerable, and then you have the sheep dog. So... The sheep, the wolf, and the sheep dog. And the sheep dog. So, <laughs> well, we're not treating the story, so I don't agree with these categorizations. <laughs> that, 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 that's, um, that's a comment from people. By all means, respond. No, but, but but yeah, well, um, we can see the, these roles uh, in society, especially uh, uh, in politics. So people who don't really pay attention and um, do their own research. And politics, mm-hmm. and there's those those people who just um, encourage those people who don't pay attention to politics to go to a specific direction. We call them sheepdogs, and there's those people who prey on these sheep. Um, so we we see that uh, in, in politics. For example, um, I'm gonna give you an example here. Okay. Um, what's happened with uh, Bernie Sanders and uh, the Democratic Party? So everyone knew in 2020 that the uh, Democratic establishment does not want Bernie Sanders to, to be their nominee for president. But they did not really do anything about it. They supported them. <laughs> yeah, they supported them because what they know that he's a grassroots. He's going to attract a lot of independents, a lot of NAVs because he's talking about free money, welfare state, and all of these things. And he created that movement. And then at the end, they took they took him out of the, uh, the, the um, election. But all of those people now are Democrats. So he, she dogged them into the Democratic Party. Mm. Oh, wow. So he does mm. that. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the establishment of the Republican Party would do the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised. Those people who play with politics really don't care about uh, Republicans and Democrats as long as they can uh, advance the agendas, the plans, and serve those ruling class. This is what they do. Huh. Uh, an- another, uh, would take it another different direction. The answer to most of the violence, uh, actually, no, let me go up to the top. 
criminals don't care about gun laws as soon as you make a gun law, you instantly hurt the law-abiding citizens on the street. Well, I wouldn't say instantly, but I say it would hurt like those law-abiding citizens. Mm-hmm. This is why right now, if you ask me what kind of restrictions do you think are allowed, probably the only one I would say um, to prevent known criminal and murderer like killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a known criminal murderer, a, cur- uh, a killer, not any any crime, no, a killer, from having a gun. That's it. I think this is the only reasonable restriction that we can have. Someone who's killed before, this guy only should not be allowed to have a gun. So and it goes back to the background checks and uh, how it's been abused by these bureaucracies. What what is the solution? So you, you wouldn't, I mean, I know that the law says if you have a felony, you can't own a gun. Yeah. So, you, but that can be a nonviolent or a violent of, uh, offender. So a nonviolent of, uh, felon can actually apply to have the gun restriction removed and they can, where they can own a gun again. So would you agree with the, that any violent offender, uh, fel- any violent of felon um, should not be able to own a gun? No, so if someone killed someone, just if they killed somebody, but not if yeah, they, killed someone. What if they, what if they shot and maimed somebody or hurt somebody with a gun? Yeah, that should be included. Again, this is not very um, clear to me mm-hmm. um, how we should we go uh, go with it, but I think those are only like few and uh, limited restrictions that we can apply, because that killer, I, I told you, this is a right, uh, a human right. When someone kills someone, when someone kills someone, mm-hmm. all of these rights um, are lost mm-hmm. because uh, we cannot uh, keep the killer here. We want to prevent uh, that killer from killing again. Mm-hmm. Um, probably this is the only reasonable thing, and even that needs to be discussed. You know, uh, even that too. I know, Joel. Go ahead. I, I have one more thing. About that. Uh, yeah, actually, I just want to read in the comments, so if it's going to move on past this, go ahead and see what you guys say. Well, I was just going to say, the red flag laws, a lot of people still don't understand how far those go, how to it use It depends, those. like, in each state is different, in each bureaucracy is different, but I understood that, um, I learned that many congressmen actually were on these red, uh, like, uh, red flag laws at some point, which is some blacklisted or something. Um, because of these uh, uh, red flag laws, so uh, it it can be used to abuse. Yeah, and it can be uh, that's what I was getting to at. abuse people. And now, right now, I don't trust really the government to do anything related to liberty. And I don't trust rights. the government to do anything with with any sort. I mean, uh, do you uh, look how much they're constantly dropping the ball on things from you know from local up to the federal? I mean, mm-hmm. there's always consistent issues. I mean, heck. Our, our own uh, state couldn't balance the budget, and they had, they had a billion dollars in errors about a year ago when they did the audit. A billion dollars. That's not a thousand. That's not a hundred thousand. That's not a million. That's a thousand million. That's a yeah. billion dollars. They they had an errors on the books. I mean, that's not a oops. That's a. Do you want me to mis- shock you now? Shock me. Yes. In twenty eighteen. Um, um, the result of an audit to the Pentagon was uh, was published. So uh, it, the the audit started before that, but in twenty eighteen it was published. 
they want to guess the result of it. Probably worth more than a billion dollars. But I mean, how do you think it paid for all those black those black market banks? Two hundred. So in twenty eighteen, <laughs> it was published, and hear me out. It was a twenty one trillions <sighs> missing from the Pentagon. Twenty one trillion, trillion missing. There, that missing. Was, Hey, by the way, 21 trillion, that's our national debt. Right? Yeah, it was at that point, it was the national debt. Yes. So what does that tell you? They're they're stealing the people money, doing things with them. This is the Pentagon that funds uh, covert operations, CIAs and stuff, regime change wars. So now 21 trillion were missing. What the solution that the Congress, um, how do they want to fix it? Burn the, burn the Pentagon down. No. So the leaders of the House, the leaders of the House, the leaders of the Senate, the White House, all of them had a meeting and they decided by an administrative um, rule that the people don't need to know about the details about the missing. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Ridiculous. Of course. And those are of course. the leaders from both parties. Yeah. Mind you. Yeah, well, like I said, well, there, there are people. Yeah. And, that's I mean, not surprising. If we're talking about like an active, ongoing something that we did, like for example, mm-hmm. if we're in the middle of a war, sharing our where our troop movements are and things like that, that's things you protect. But when it comes down to how money was spent and it's post what's happening, even even sometimes you, even in the middle of something, you need to be accountability to it. But if it's post what's happening, it's a historical thing. You open that information up to it, be accountable, even if it's something like along the lines of. Hey, this was used for for black mar- black ops or something like that. Identify where the money went to, even if you can't get into super details because mm-hmm. of national security. Get in, get something out there. Don't cover that up. I think that's criminal. You guys go ahead and talk about that. I'm still wondering where Hunter Biden's laptop is, and I'm still wondering where <laughs> Hillary Clinton's emails are. Yeah, they're in the closet. <laughs> sort of. I think uh, um, there's a representative. Um, I forgot from where, but his name is Matt. Um, he submitted the the, the uh, hard drive yeah. to the um, he registered the hard drive to the uh, Congress well, record. And I'm glad to get it because last one I was watching the um, it was N- Naylor Naylor I got the name wrong earlier really. Naylor had a, had um, had objected to it and I thought I didn't make it in but then everybody corrected me on the comments. I don't think That's that the they can object. Lives, they'll correct you quickly. I don't think yeah. they can object if you are talking about if you're having a hearing and you want to. Um, yeah. registered any document any uh, you tried. information you yeah. tried um, it says the uh, by the way it's more two more comments on here the answer to most of the violence in is first a good economy a focus on good men- uh, on mental health and a treatment for drug abuse yeah well I, I agree some people when they when they tell me especially those um, progressive and liberals my friends some of them when they tell me but then how do we combat um, gun violence? I tell them the gun violence, uh, if, if it's not treated by the root, then you're not doing anything because the gun is a tool. If you change the tool, you're still going to have the, the, some sort of violence. Gun problem, it's a culture. So uh, if the culture is, is not healthy, if the community is not healthy, yes. then you take one tool of it, you're not going to change anything. Exactly. But you know one, one good, good way to get started on it? Is prosecute the damn criminals for the crimes they commit. Don't let them back on the street. Yeah. So Ooh. you know, like, uh, yeah. It, yeah. And, and since the dawn of history, really, since the dawn of history, religions, cultures, all of them recognize that 
one of the most important ways to prevent criminals from committing crimes again or people from becoming criminals is that they see uh, the punishment of it. They see that there's a, a punishment of it. So, so some of them, are, not all humans are good humans. Maybe some, there's like one, two percent of humans are not good people um, for several reasons. Now, those one, two percent people can fear the consequences of their act actions so they don't do it. And some of those people, not the fear that attacks them, but the reward. This is why we can see in all societies, in all cultures, in all religions too, the punishment and the reward system. Now, if you do not punish that one who is committing a crime, like what is happening here in Oregon, so what do you think is going to happen? More crimes. No one will punish. I shocking. love what shocking. you just said. Um, there's speaking of you see you're a critical thinker and I think um, this this uh, next viewer read a little bit of your um, of your website uh, this person says many in today's society uh, succumb to fear more easily because they don't have a good foundation in critical thought and world history it's harder to create fear and it in a knowledgeable um, Pardon. Yeah, correct. Uh, I agree with that. Have Have any one of you heard like my speeches when I go to um to people uh, I, I got, for my I campaign? Got to hear when you my were campaign. At, um, no campaigning. No, I haven't been campaigning. So when I when I go to a campaign, I told people, "Hey, what I'm gonna to tell you tonight or th this day at this event, uh, you'll not uh, hear it from any other candidate." And they have one purpose: to create an informative base. I want to create an informative uh, voter base. Why? Because without an informative one, not informed. Yes. No, informative. informative. So people, when, when I inform you, you're going to inform someone else there. and then it will spread. This is oh, how we create... Oh. Well, how no, we create a... That's how we do it. A change in culture. Information yes. down, but also, I think when it comes to our leadership... It, the, there's always a sense of uh, communicating down, but it's very, very uh, rare that you see where Say the information it. comes back up. Yeah, yeah. And there needs to be a two-way street. Leadership. Yeah, so, so when I started campaigning, um, I talked about the monetary uh, policy. It was the only one who's talking about it, but to my surprise, mm -hmm. one of the candidates who I really appreciate uh, started talking about it. I, in my, I was thinking, where was that hidden? Were you waiting for me to talk about it? To to <laughs> stimulate you to talk about it? <laughs> no, I appreciate that, Ken. I do. I really do. But now, when I started talking about it, and I asked people about the um, monetary system, the Federal Reserve, now, if you don't, if you have cash, what does it, the bill, the $1 cash, what does it say? I asked people, what does it say? And they are old people. They don't know. Mm -hmm. So I asked them to pull it out. Let me see if I have one. I'm gonna ask you to let's see. Sure, you can hand it to me too if you want. No. Oh, oh this is a check. You can give me the check too. <laughs> no, in my name. Oh, it's in your name. Just, just scribble over it, initial it, initial it, and change it. <laughs> All right. So this is a one dollar. Can you 
read the first line. Oh, you gotta Sorry. you gotta do that to me. I'm yeah. a blind person. Okay. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, you want to? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, go for it. Okay. You said the first line. Yeah, because I'm I'm not a victim, y'all. So I'll read it. It's it a says, small sign on the pen. On the oh my! It's a first like this this line right here. Right? Yeah. Oh. Um. Uh, federal re revenue. No, I'll, no, I'll no. Do, do I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, it says it's Federal Reserve now. Well, I was, yeah, I got the federal right. <laughs> yes, you did. So when I speak, when I ask people, have you noticed that? What does that mean? They don't know, but they fight for this bill. They fight for money. They fight for they they steal it from each other. Maybe they go to prison for that uh, bill. Uh, um, they say, pay everything with yeah. these bills, and they don't know what does that mean. Well, that's funny you said that because that's what I was thinking. Even if I couldn't see it, I had to read it. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. So when I ask people what yeah. does that mean, uh, they yeah. don't know what the, what the Federal Reserve mean. They they don't know that this note really is owned by the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is owned by them. Yeah, and and, and monetary system this is what we call it. Mm -hmm. Now. The problem is many people did not know these basic things. How do you expect them to create that movement that will bring about a change? Wow. Well, exactly. Lack of information. Knowledge is power. Lack of information knowledge is a problem. Knowledge they, is power. They, they learn more about, you know, gender fluidity in school than they learn about the history of our Oh, family. see. Which, by the way, really, see. which really, as a patriot, pisses me off about the stuff that gets here. You know, Absolutely. Sometimes as a patriot, I want to be able to share that in a nice easy way but how do you share it but well sometimes you can talk about it or you can just have it on a shirt a hat a cup or a mug or something oh wow just like we have on our website through this uh through our pissed off patriot line well i haven't been do doing a good job on this specific subject my kids i have three 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 why are you laughing why are you laughing would your three First. kids like a pissed off patriot yes <laughs> <laughs> So, Ebra uh, here cracks me up. And Can we say what he's running for again? He's running for U.S. Senate. US, we have potentially a U.S. Senator on, and we tried to trip him up. We're sorry. No, he's <laughs> As he watches his clock, hey, hey, he's hey, like, what is the like, show what is, over? What am I getting out what of here? show over? No, no, no it's not that. But anyhow, about the gender uh, thing now, uh, you, you, you have to understand that it started... Um, that push to uh, the gender fluidity, mm -hmm. um, the LGBTQ thing, uh, it started just like 15 years ago, that push from the government, that push from the ruling class. Again, we have to always ask why. Mm -hmm. uh, it's complicated, but we need to ask why. Now, I have three kids, two of them in middle school, and one of them was telling me that his, uh, his teacher was telling them that he's a uh, transgender or something like that and it's okay you need to accept me for that so i might i'm from eugene Wait, by the way bro that will tell you something <laughs> but the teacher told him he was transgender yeah based on what 
No, not he's Based not telling my son he, that my son is a transgender. He's talking about himself, the teacher. Oh, telling him. Or, or herself. Or, or telling herself for him. Okay. Itself. Yes. Yeah. Well, now they, you know, well, you know these days. well, by the way, there's a newspaper article, uh, Washington Post was being knocked because they, and, and Joel was telling me that this has been for a long time, but I heard that they took out the um, gender woman and they, uh, as a pregnant woman, and they replaced it with re- a pregnant person. Oh, really? Yeah, pregnant so they took out women, pregnant, pregnant people. So pregnant person, no longer pre- pregnant woman, it's pregnant person. Yeah, you reminded me of a story I, I, I've seen online, which is um, they were saying, for the first time, a man um, is pregnant. Uh, for the first time. They said, for the first time. He's wow. Have they like have been they successes uh, very successful in like implanting that womb and inside the the um, a man a man's body and then it was uh, functional to to the point that they were able to be pregnant or wow. what? At the end, no, it's just a transgender, but he kept all of the genitalia. <laughs> a woman there, but they call him a pregnant man. That was. Five, six years ago. Oh, no. And the irony, That's is, the he, irony. is that he got pregnant from his husband or his wife. I don't know. So I don't understand this because... So, the, so both of them are transgender, but they kept everything. I, but they what? had sex. I'm, what? I'm so confused. Like normally. I, I, even, so you know what? You confused and a U.S. senator. And they had a baby. You confused or maybe a U.S. senator. But I got to tell you, we men... Look it up. Look, look it up. We it's men are true. all married and our wives would agree with us. We can't get sick without whining. Okay? So if you can have a baby and you're a man, you're whining and you're dead. Because you can't take the pain of being sick. A, a, you know? <laughs> a comment, by the way, just came in and said she was from Ben, the the pregnant man. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she was from Ben, yeah. Oregon. He is absolutely right about, and, and sometimes uh, to stop. Okay, let me read that one more time. Yeah. He is absolutely right about that. And sometimes to stop the criminals, we have to think like the criminal. We have to ask ourselves if we were the bad guy without our moral restrictions, how would we do it and why? And that is how you stop it. So you think like the criminal. Is he suggesting that I'm thinking like criminals? No, no, no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, okay, you got it, you got it. You're a politician, so there's always a question there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> brother, I you had a lot more up here, and I read from the bottom up. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, Bernie uh, had uh, was bad for the billionaires that support the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. which is why they pushed Biden into that spot, even though Biden wasn't ready to be the president. Clearly, oh yeah, um, ever, like, ever, and I clearly wasn't ready. He will never be ready. No, he's not ready. Recently, they had the Obama visited the White House to give him some. Yeah, I, I was Biden. You know, he's going to the bottom of the barrel. He shoved. He basically shoved him out of the circle, and he it was like a circle. Nah, that I didn't it, watch this. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it was like a circle of him talking, and here is Biden on the back trying to tap 
tap uh, Obama on the shoulder. He kind of let me in the circle, and the Obama ignored him. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, just go back over there. <laughs> just go this is not really a circle. No, I, 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 saw, <laughs> I saw that speech that he said, um, "I'm Joe Biden, Barack's, uh, Barack's uh, Obama's uh, vice president." And uh, what else he said? Well, Obama called himself the vice president. Yeah, I don't know what's, what, <laughs> what he was saying. This is like the transgender. That I don't. Do you ever? Yeah, really I don't know. know. I, I don't know who's who. Do you ever really know what what Biden is actually saying? Because no. I don't think he does. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, this person said the killer will Come always on, find a way. Come on, man. The killer will always find a way to get a gun. I've heard that argument before. And well, it's true. You, Come on, you know, use your hands and kill someone. Oh, here, here, here's the thing. Yeah. Well, hey, can't kill Abel with a rock. But so there you go. The thing is, most of the crimes committed out there with a gun are actually com uh, committed with illegal guns. Yep. Either they were their black market guns that they that they had stolen. Um, they're committed with someone who illegally owned a gun. They went and stole that gun from them, or they took it from a family member and committed the crime. Uh, I think it's like three percent of there, or maybe it's even one or three percent. I saw it on a report the other day were actually guns that were committed by someone who legally registered the gun. All the rest were committed by stuff that's not legally registered. <laughs> and so more gun control laws don't fix that. <laughs> no! <laughs> Punish more those who are committing the crime. More restrictions on the Archer. honest people will fix it. No. It's, it's like... <laughs> no, disarm. You know, yeah, 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 we're just going to disarm the honest people so the bad people have the guns, right? There you go. Yeah, it's well, the way to anarchy. Uh, mm. Exactly. So the, 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 the best way to solve it is obvious... Punish the people committing the crimes. Yes. And uh, one of our one of our uh, uh, viewers actually said, "Yes, punish those that commit the crimes." In big punish old letters. Those. In big letters. It used to be the definition of justice to punish criminals. Ooh. It's the it used normal to be. Police. Used to be the definition of justice. How about accountability, or how about the punishment fits the crime? I mean, it means punish for crime, right? Consequence uh, actions have consequences. Can it? Can I ask you a quick question? This is totally off the, the, the cuff. What, what do you think about cancel culture? I, uh, Joel was in a debate today, and we're uh, about cancel culture. And well, I, I think uh, I think uh, many Republicans now have learned it from those liberals and started to apply it to our party here in Oregon. Uh, yeah, you you get what I'm hinting about. <laughs> yeah, so cancel culture is just. Uh, it, it is just a tool to suppress those people who can expose you. That's it. So if you don't Woo! want to be exposed to be weak or a liar, then you cancel them. Just like suppression to, to, the, to these um, people who can't call you out. This is why um, authoritarians always wanted to control media. Because when you control media, then there's no reporting against what they are saying. You control the narrative. This is controlling the flow of the, of the information. When, and no. this is one of the projects, by, by the way, that now they're working on yeah. when they digitize everything. Right. I, have a, I have a feeling that you're going to take it on a different spin. Yeah, I, I mm -hmm. just wanted to, uh, to, to pose this, this, this thought about it. Is you're talking about cancer culture, and that's, that's a really good way to talk about it. But... The left tends to call when you choose to stop spending your money at a business. There you go. Because you don't agree with either the product or the actions that business is taking, that that's considered cancel culture. No, this is like the boycott um, this discussion with Israel and all of these things. Abs yeah. N now, and not only that, even with COVID, when some businesses 
um, decided to to implement these measures like I'm talking about small businesses implement these measures now what you did as a customer as someone is preventing <clears throat> that money to go there um, I don't know I don't know how do you call it Capitalism. a cancel culture no this is um, when you don't support a specific business you, you do not support a specific country you do not support a specific company this is not a cancel culture at least what we and how and uh, we understand it we understand cancel culture as cancel the counterculture to yours the the the, the, can, the, the culture the counterculture yeah so this is what they are used practically this is what they're doing now. gotcha when they want to suppress um i know many people say it's about conservatives but right now what we see is cancel culture against everyone who really really disagree with the government regardless of the ideology but it happened that the majority of them are conservatives this is the cancel culture that we need to be worried about well, what yes. about, for example, using Disney as an as an example? Do you want to go on there? Well, no. I want you to have it. Hey, guys, engage um, our weekly post online. Um, Joel posted something today, and this is very much what this discussion is about. So look on that thread that we have on our um, Facebook page and engage it and talk about this. Yes, and so um, basically what I did is I posted something on <clears throat> our Facebook page, and it was said um, all those who are considering boycotting Disney – um, here are some of the other businesses that, that they own and information about it. And I basically listed out their, their subsidies and things like that. On so l l let's give it like a, um, some, some professional um, definition to clarify it. Cancel culture is preventing, preventing someone, preventing someone. Preventing someone. Someone from the uh, right to, to free speech um, in a public, uh, publicly used tool like social media this is what we mean by cancel culture <laughs> but now if you don't if you don't buy from me if you do not grow my business if you let my business go bankrupt now that you prevented me from my right of your on your money of owning of having your money no it is not my right i have a good that i provided to you you either like to buy it from me or not. It is not my right to sell it to you and take your money as an exchange. This is why it is not the cancel culture. This is not a cancel culture. This is a boycott. And ethically, it might be fine. Now, the, the cancel culture he was right. is preventing you. <laughs> he was right. We were having this talk today. See, we don't think always alike, guys. We were having this debate today, and you won. Yes. <laughs> yes. You I think you have to grow your beard to have that wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I uh, can, can, can continue to, to press your oh, argument I don't because it's really rubbing beard. it in for him right now. I know you're really <laughs> rubbing it in. This is the kind of conversations we have, guys. Yes. So yeah. Oh, this is what started our show. Yeah. Conversations like this where I was right and he was wrong. No, I'm done with you it. better keep talking. Right now, I'm canceling him. <laughs> you know? Go ahead. You're good. You're good. You're. The wisdom in the room is in the middle. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so no, you to wrap it up. You, you there's a difference. Are you going to wrap it up? No, to, no. I'm just, <laughs> uh, no, there's a difference between boycott and cancel culture. Yeah, it's I mean basically. this yeah. difference. This is preventing someone 
who has a, a right of uh, the free speech, right. the expression, the free expression from doing it in a publicly used tool. I did not say a public domain because legally it is a, a legal name. Mm. This is a legal um, term. Um, they use it. But it is a publicly used um, tool yeah. from having it. Yeah. This is um, the, the cancel culture. Boycott is not supporting you. It's not buying from you. It's not giving you my money. Yeah. Well, I have a right not to give you my money. Right. I'm not about cancel culture. I'm about consequence culture, though. Yeah. You, know. you can say whatever you want if you're willing to pay whatever price comes with it. Yeah. Well, this is uh, the price of liberty. You say what you want, and you face the consequences. Yeah. But the consequences should be really um, suitable um, to, to, to what I said. You don't, like, prevent me by... Uh, disagree with me by killing me. Just don't, don't do that. I mean, <laughs> that's a little far. Yeah, you deserve far. your consequence. Yeah, no, I don't deserve to <laughs> be killed. The punishment doesn't outweigh no. the crime. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hey, we're actually wrapping up at the end of our show here. Oh so I wanted goodness. to give you guys a chance to kind of close out with any last words, Tony. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Ibra? Man, it was... No, come on. It's, we, we did it. We did it. We wrapped it up. So let's do something else. <laughs> wow. You know what? I meant in general funny. for the whole conversation. Well, actually, this is really funny because you, I think you're the first guest in all the guests we've had that have actually challenged and asked us questions oh. uh, and got and engaged us in some dialogue. And so we want to thank you I for that. I thought this is like a discussion. It is. It's, it's good. We have a, a half of a, a round table. So. <laughs> Yes, I think yes. <laughs> give me that. I think he's trying out for another backwards, bro. You want you got, next time you come, wear some plaid. Uh, That's yeah, all I have to go. say to you. <laughs> when you're in senator somewhere. Then. Well, if you want me to come in again, uh, I'll I'll do it. Um, well, especially when you make senator, you got to come back. You got to come back. <laughs> Remember the little people, right? <laughs> Not really. Come. Uh, well, um, yeah, did you have anything else you want to say? No, thank you for coming. Ibra, did you have any closing remarks? I mean, nope. about your campaign? Thank you so much for having me. Um, your website, drop people to that. So I'm a philosopher. My website is about 10 times the size of any candidate. Seriously. Um, what I try to do is to record all of my speeches so that um, the people know what I'm talking about. Because in each speech... I try to uh, bring something new. Sometimes sometimes I cannot. I need to talk about the major issues. But I, I bring something new. Um, I think not all of them does that. Um, because, uh, you know, Biden was hiding from campaigning. I, I, I know some candidates like to hide from campaigning. Just photo, op, photo ops and stuff. It's really good. You can win with well, that if you have the money. Anyway, so they, you know, he didn't yeah. have the campaign. So to. anyhow, this is what I, I, I try to do because I, I tell people, even if I win, I'm only going to be one person, maybe two people there. But if we don't have that informed um, constituency that would push back that constituency, uh, constituency that are now becoming activists and trying to fix our problems, if we don't have that base, then we have no hope, really, even if mm. we elect the right person to office. Mm. So That's go to point. my website, my social media. Yep, we have um, a website actually posted in the in the uh, 
the comment section, the comment section, I'm sorry, the description section, mm -hmm. so they can click right on that and take it right to your website. Yep. So Did you link it to the um, donation page? Uh, no, well, we can post you that. We, we can should. Post that. I'm I, just kidding. <laughs> hey, it's expensive to run a campaign for to run just, for it. Just, a, just, a, just a like y'all deceiving them. Just put them like I'm gonna give you his website. Oh, this is the campaign. Oh, the sorry, donation page. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you well, oh, can can we delete that? No, no. You got him back. You got him back. You're good. You got him back. <laughs> Oh, it's live, right? This is live. You can't take it back. But yes, no. but hey, thanks you guys so much. It's been so much fun to chat with you guys. Yeah, chatting with uh, yes. Ibra, Ibra Taylor. Yep. And so, uh, but please go check out his website. See what he's about. Uh, send him uh, some contact. Ask him additional questions. Get to know him. Go to a go to one of the other speeches out there. Understand and know the candidates that are running out there. So when it comes time to vote, you are an informed voter. And like we always say, don't take our word for it. Don't take Tony's word for it. Don't even take Ibra's uh, word for it. Go out and do your own research and come to your own conclusions. So that way you have your own thoughts. You don't have our thoughts. We don't want to own your thoughts. You, we want you to own your own thoughts. Even though you were right about that discussion now. Thanks, Ibra. <laughs> <laughs> it's live and it's recorded and it's in, in the, the cloud. Yes, he was right. <laughs> Can I say something, last thing about due yes. diligence? So uh, probably uh, two months ago, someone told me, hey, uh, is it true that you oppose masks? I told them, yes. I said, hey, I voted for you over Merkley, but now you're disappointing me about the mask. I said, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but all my statements were, were very clear from the beginning and even before the election. And they started sending him all the links and he said, oh, I guess I did not do my due diligence. So don't be that guy. Do your own <laughs> due diligence. That's a good word. Watching, you have to clarify things for people. That's a good word. That's a good word. That's a great word. It's a great word. Thanks, guys, so much. We will see you next week. But don't forget, tomorrow, 7 p.m., we'll come and watch Brandy. She's got some good stuff to talk about with the, I think, the Disney thing. It, it uh, Disney, no, no, it's um, a whole plethora she, of things. She, she's got a, a good thing on the list there. Oh, can I say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, don't forget, we're going to do a movie review, and it's going to come out pretty soon here on Master. It's going to be me and Backwoods' sister, Brandy. And so it'll be really fun. Camp. Campfire sister. Uh, camp, campfire sister Brandy. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, guys. You'll see you next week, 7 p.m. Have a good weekend.